Floyd Henderson had an interesting experience that he told the group about. Floyd said he was hiking from Pulali Camp to Surveyor's Ridge, east of Mount Hood, Oregon, on Zigzag Trail. He was alone at 10 a.m. and the trail was dusty, a light rain the night before smoothing and settling the dust. Animal tracks were common and there were no other human tracks. Game tracks were common, and Floyd, a naturalist geologist, was studying them intently when he came across a single barefoot human track in the middle of the trail, as if it had crossed near a big tree, this is as he was descending. The track was not present on his way uphill. On up the trail he heard snaps of limbs and rustles of brush, and felt he was being watched. On his way back, 200 yards down the trail towards camp from the track, he noticed a heavy, sweet-slash-sour odor. The track of the right footprint was 14 inches long, 5.5 inches wide at the ball, and the big toe was about 2.5 inches long. The track was impressed about 3 eighths THS of an inch into the dust. Todd Deary and Peter Byrne of the Bigfoot Research Project investigated the trail with the witness on the following Tuesday, but by that time the trail had been heavily trampled by other hikers. Jay Summerlin took this report from a personal friend who will remain confidential for now. A truck driver was in Oregon on an off-ramp at a way station taking a nap when he felt his truck move. Thinking he was hit, he got out and looked around the truck. He saw nothing, so he went back to bed. On his way to bed he noticed his Twinkie he thought he had left on the dash of his cab was gone. Oh, well, he said he thought he probably ate it. And he had another pack there, so he hit the sack to be awoke by the truck moving again. Hearing something at the passenger window, he peeked out through the curtain. He saw a huge, hairy arm and a big hairy man reaching in through the window. Let alone to say, he now sleeps with the window. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Windows up on his truck. This was told to me by a fellow driver. It supposedly happened to a relative of his. This guy's truck broke down in the wee hours of the morning about two to three miles from Crescent Junction. He started to walk to Crescent Junction intending to use the payphone to call his wife. Something began stalking him in the woods along the highway. It mirrored his every move, when he stopped, it stopped. When he took off running it took off running. When he stopped, exhausted, it stopped, but never came out of the woods. 
When he resumed walking, so did it. It snapped off some branches and scared the heck out him. But he never saw it. It stopped following him when he entered Crescent Junction. He was quite upset when he called his Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at bluenile.com for $50 off. bluenile.com code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wife. My husband and I went up the Clackamas River past the boat rentals and store. We went to go fishing. We pulled over to the right of the road and went down a trail to the river. The trail was fairly steep. The weather was good and we were enjoying ourselves even though we weren't catching anything. It began to get toward evening. We were under a canopy of trees and we discussed leaving soon while there was still light to see by. All of a sudden came a massive scream from upstream and across the river, there was no echo, it was one long continuous scream that started out low pitched and went into a high pitch. My husband and I looked at each other and said let's go now. We didn't know what it was but it really scared us. We were frightened even though we knew that it was up the river and on the other side. We decided though that whatever it was, as big as it was it probably wouldn't take long for it to get across the river, and we had to go back up the trail. Neither my husband nor I knew much of anything about animals or camping at the time but we knew that whatever it was had massive lung power. I estimate now that it might have lasted between 10 to 15 seconds. Upon returning to work my husband asked the men who went hunting about the sound and no one could explain what it might have been. 
that started our quest to find out what creature made that noise. We asked anyone that we thought might have the answer but to no avail. We had hardly ever discussed Bigfoot or UFOs, etc. up until that time, then it seemed like we started hearing about Bigfoot and eventually met Peter. Burn and discussed it with him. Previous to meeting him we saw a film in which a lady that lived in Canada described seeing a Bigfoot and a scream that it made. The way she described it sounded like what we heard. So we started to learn more about Bigfoot and then met Peter Byrne and we began to look for Bigfoot and go where there had been sightings. I will never forget that scream. A year or so later we had an encounter with Bigfoot. We didn't see him but we knew he was there. I have seen a big black one, a young red one, both close up and one dark one running through Christmas Valley, Oregon. I have seen them evenings and nights for many years. The two I saw close were males, I am not sure about the one in the valley. The ones with less than 10 toes have had them frozen off. This often happens with animals that live out in the cold. The ones here stay warm and have 10 toes. Where I live they are around a great deal of the time. However what I wanted to say was about the smell, the Bigfoot odor. Some people smell rotten fruit, rotten eggs, rotten meat, and wet dog. I mostly smell wet dog. However these different smells could be from intestinal gases from the foods eaten by these Bigfoot. Also the females during cycle would smell very much like rotten meat as they would after giving birth. I am a farmer and deal with animal smells and if they are not feed right and get dehydrated they emit very bad smells they would not on an average time. The swamp things smell so bad because they sweat in that wet heat, I smell when I am there too. I think the smells are more a thing that can tell us the sex and well-being of these animals. I am doing some private research on these smells, but have not written a report or anything. When I do I will forward it. The closest water source is only irrigation pits. Please do not use my name or personal information, or call me. Boy, I like the way you handle these things, some others I ran into were not as trusting, I guess that is it. I am very serious about my theories. I was about two miles behind a locked gate. Had taken a road down towards the river and an old, grown over, spur road about a half mile from the river. The first thing I noticed was a three foot diameter rock atop a 15 foot stump. Being about a quarter mile from a logged off area, I didn't think much about this. I think loggers like to do these things. Looking around the area, there was about 10 to 12 piles of stacked rocks. Some stacked so unique that they seemed to require hours of labor. In a small cut bank was the following little shelter looking thing. Don't know what else to call it, measured about 4 by 4 inches. Still have a pick of stacked rocks also, probably many more around here someplace. This was the mid 90 ties and I did show them to Peter, Ray, Larry, and an anyone else who would take a look. They all said yay, okay, could be kids playing. Could be, but. What kind of kids spend that much time way, way, out in the forest playing? I know I have always wondered. Steve Williams. P.S. 
It had rained as always in Oregon and not a hint of a footprint anywhere. Ideas anyone? Addendum, the Abiqua River, or creek as it is on some maps, is east of Silverton, Oregon. Then swings out north of Silverton, south of Malala or. The area I was in is in what's known as the Abiqua Basin, foothills to the Cascade Mountain Range. The closest civilization is Drake's Crossing, approx 8 miles from where I was at. Beautiful place, heavy logging area, closes mines are all closed down many years ago. Flows about 6 air miles from the Malala River at some points. It was the mid-90s and the road was a spur road, cut off by burrows dug by BLM to keep vehicles out, extremely overgrown. Couldn't drive down it anyway and recently, couldn't find it. This little thing was in a dirt-cut bank that still existed from building the spur road. The rock piles were scattered around on and off the road. No other signs of human activity, campfires, garbage, beer cans, old car seats, etc. The normal stuff that pigs make when they are out camping. We'll go looking for pick of area. The interesting part was that the rocks were not just stacked. They were artistically stacked, lots of labor involved. Roy and his friend Pete used to pal around and Roy spiffed up four-wheel drive pickup truck. This is Bach in his younger days he insists, back in the late 70s. It was a lot of fun to just drive around, especially in the middle of the night near Sicken Marsh, when they could spotlight deer, coyotes, and other nocturnal critters. This time, besides lots of deer, they spotted some big eyes three to four feet from the ground, but spaced wide apart and they looked like cat eyes, Roy said, slitted, and it kept glancing away. Roy's friend has a slight attitude problem, he says, because he just up and aimed the scope between the critter's eyes and, boom. All of a sudden the critter stood up from behind the big bushes, and was seven to eight feet tall. It started shaking the bushes violently and screaming at them. Roy said they were scared poopless, jumped into the truck, and got the hell out of there. My mother tells the story. She was coming home one night and saw a big black hairy creature stepping over the guard railing between the highway and railroad track. At first she thought it was a bear, but when she got closer she saw it take hold of the railing with one of its hands and then step over it like a human would, except this thing was probably seven feet tall. She slowed down to look at it and it turned and stared at her and then stepped over the railing and headed down toward the South Santium River. It scared her so she sped up and took off. I remember her coming home and being really upset and scared. My mother was a first grade teacher in Sweet Home and was coming home from a night class she was taking at OSU. I was just learning how to drive, I was 14 or 15 years old, and my brother, Mother and myself were returning from a woodcutting trip. I had asked my mother if I could drive and she allowed me because we were traveling on dirt roads. We were traveling east along the B-180, within about two miles of our home, and were all talking about something inside our pickup. Then all of a sudden down the road in front of us about 400 feet, I seen something peek out from the tree line along the southern side of the road. 
It looked at us and only the upper portion of its body was visible. I was shocked and began to slow the truck and excitedly told my family, look do you see that, look. The thing then tucked back into the trees and began running south into the timber where it was joined by one or two more smaller ones. The whole time I was trying to get my brother and mother to see what I was seeing as these things were running through the trees. Within seconds they disappeared over a small rise. It all happened so fast, like a few seconds, my mother and brother never did see what I just saw. I was kind of startled by it, but I pulled our pickup over where I thought the thing was peeking down the road at us. We got out and tried to look for anything, but the ground was so dry and was covered with pine and fir needles, the road edge was also very compacted making it hard to see any tracks. We never found any sign and the things, I figure were long gone. My family was out walking on about 5,500 acres of forest with my dad while he was measuring the trees for board feet for logging. My mom, sis and I were waiting for my dad to come back when the forest just went silent and we could hear something in the brush but couldn't see anything. My sis and I were maybe four to six and I just remember it being super creepy like something was stalking us and my sis started screaming at my mom make it quit watching us mommy, make it quit watching us. My mom tried to get her to tell her what was watching us because it could have been a bear but she said it wasn't a bear. The thing in the brush went away and the sounds, birds, squirrels, etc. returned to the area. My dad also returned from the direction opposite the noise and my mom questioned him about was he in this general area, to which he replied no and then told him about the event. Returning from a fishing trip on the Wilson River when I noticed what at first glance seemed to be a hippie with long hair and a backpack crossing the road in front of me. I was talking to my buddy while driving. Realizing what it was I asked my friend if he just noticed it and he had not. After telling him I think I just saw a Bigfoot he and I stopped and looked over the guardrail to a 75% grade of 2 feet to 3 feet rock about 50 feet down with no person or animal in sight. Ori Enos interviewed a lady that had an incident during the winter, 15 years ago. Pam of Silverton, Oregon, and her friend, Terry, were camping in the snow, two feet on ground, and running their three-wheelers 500 yards away from Hoodoo Camp, near Marion Forks, north on Pamilla Road, Oregon. It was 11 a.m., and they were taking a break when a Bigfoot came out of the woods and stood staring at them. It was brown, like tree bark, eight to nine feet tall, very long unkept scraggly hair. It watched them for 15 to 20 minutes from 30 to 40 yards away, before going off into the valley. After it took off into the trees, they went back and brought the family up to see where it had been. Tracks 12 to 16 inches long with a stride of 3 to 4 feet were found. Pam commented the toes seemed too long on the tracks, noting also that it appeared to put the most of the weight on the toes rather than the heel. This is a sighting account relayed by a co-worker. One evening, back around 1960 when this woman, Shirley, 
was a teenager, she was riding in a car driven by her mother. She had been dozing when she was suddenly jarred awake by her mother slamming on the brakes. She awoke to find her mother quite shaken and when asked what happened, her mother mumbled something about a large animal which had crossed in front of their car. She didn't seem to want to talk much about it. One night many years later when Shirley had a family of her own, she received a phone call from her mother who excitedly said that she had just seen a film of that animal which she had almost hit so many years before. According to Shirley her mom had been watching a show in which a clip of the famous Patterson film was shown and she had recognized Patty as the same type of creature she had seen that night back in 1960. This is a long time coming because I am 66, born in Cottage Grove 1942 and as a lad of 6 or 7 I went to the Curtin, Oregon Elementary School, 1st and 2nd grade, which I believe now is the local Grange Hall. We lived about 2 miles up Pheasant Creek, the house now gone, burned down and I made the 2.5 mile trek back and forth to school each day, sometimes with the aid of a small bicycle. One day, Probably in early May, about one quarter mile from my house, I was pushing my bike up a fairly steep hill. There was a vertical sandstone cut bank of about 15 to 20 in height. There was slight movement at the top of the cut and I observed a kneeling figure parting the brush with its hands, gazing at me with a look of curiosity. The creature was light gray with tufts of black hair, particularly at the sides of the mouth, like a beard. On the cheeks and under the eyes the fur was lighter color, almost white. The head was very blocky and square, even to the very top of the head, unlike the artist's renditions at this site. I had the distinct impression that this was a juvenile, namely that it was little over 5 feet tall in my estimation but probably weighed over 200 pounds. I'll tell you it scared the hell out of me, because I went by that place like a flash from then on. I was bow hunting with my uncle and I came across a spot where something had torn all the limbs from all the treas for about 10 feet up. It did this in about a hundred foot area and pilled up the limbs flat on the ground as if using it for a bed. It was obviously an old thing though because none of it was green anymore. I often feel as if something is following me or watching me in this area. It really is kinda spooky sometimes. I put my headlamp on and took my small dog out to go potty next to the condemned house and the grass out front of it, and suddenly my dog ran behind me scared. Then I heard a very loud, very close strange whoop type call, woo. I told my dog to heal in a normal outspoken voice, alarmed yet alert I backed us up to the car, thank god my dog listens well, it called again, just as loud, just as close. This time I caught the direction it came from, seemed behind the house where the elk normally bed down. I decided I didn't like how close it was. So I gave an aggressive dog bark to deter it from advancing my direction. Never saw a thing with my bright headlamp. Nothing spooked, nothing moved, nothing made a sound. Meaning it wasn't scared of me. I know it heard me call the dog. So it wasn't scared of me to begin with. My dog is small and isn't scared of much, 
For her to run behind me so quickly is out of character for her, that's what tipped me off. I haven't heard it since. Though it's not the first time I've felt uneasy, I'm a believer in spirits and thought maybe it had something to do with the condemned house. Nope. It's very alive. The elk fear it obviously and so does my dog. Stop to use the restroom. A man was out of gas and needed to call AAA. As soon as I handed the phone over I heard whoops being called in the forest to north of me. I grabbed my headset with amplifier and turned them up. I could hear clear and crisp. I lived in the forest most of my life. I know most bird calls. It was unique. A call for sure. No answer though, maybe just alert tone. I sent my dog into the brush towards the sounds. He is old but still roamed around. My gut feel knew it was important. I heard at least six loud whoops and a few more that trailed off. I was alert and sober. Just driving home from the coast. I just checked the sound files on Burfo and it was the same sounds. I have done my research and know few others that had encounter and sightings. But this was odd and unique. Walking along trail. Picked up a big stick and hit it three times against a tree just playing around. Told my girlfriend that it was a Bigfoot call. Then about 200 feet up the hill behind us there was three loud grunts. I hit the tree three more times and again three loud grunts. We turned around and got the hell out of there. I was driving on my way to work. When I saw a dark figure walking about, I looked to my right and slowed down to around 10 miles per hour when I noticed Bigfoot. It just stood there, watching me as I came to a stop. It appeared to be holding a small animal, possibly a raccoon or nutria. After about 8 minutes the beast started trotting off into the woods and started running. I woke up because the dogs were barking on the back porch, punctuated by what sounded more like a loud bird call than anything, coming most often when the dog stopped briefly, as if in answer. I got up and went to the window. By then, the sound seemed to be closer, and ended with what sounded like imitations of barks, quite loud. The first sound was a vade or woot bird-like sounding cry, about one second long or less, followed by several repetitions of the short coughing sound. The sound did not sound anything like as high, wavering and eerie as the recordings on this site, which are tinny and electronic sounding. It was very natural, lower pitched, but still very large bird-like. Neither I nor the cat felt afraid, and only the barky dog kept barking, the other joined in only occasionally, both bark if they feel threatened. I wasn't able to locate a recording device, and did not care to go out looking, possibly frighten it off. I will check in the morning for prints, etc. It stopped for a moment, seemed to move 10 to 20 south, still along the tree line at the edge of the light I may have seen a large shadow moving that way too and then called again, two to three times, with barking, before it stopped. The dogs barked once more a few minutes later, but no answer. Earlier in the fall, I heard a similar, 
but higher pitched screechy sound, with howling, much louder, and very like pain sounds, as hunters camped at the edge of the state forest fired into the trees a couple hundred yards further out. If I can, I'll update this with anything I find in the morning light. Me and a friend went hiking up to Red Lake, near Detroit Lake, Oregon. We set up camp right off the shore of Red Lake. I woke up to my friend screaming for his life while I was kicking something outside of our tent. The tent collapsed from the outside. We heard no noises or animal screams from me kicking it. I did not kick my friend or his shoulder would have been broken. I kicked the crap out of it. It's very unusual and I'm posting here because the tent was almost pushed down and two or more of the two-person tent poles were snapped. We decided to leave immediately and took the trail back in pitch black at around 3 am. We got to a clearing in the forest where there were some power lines so we decided to take that down so we don't get lost because my car was parked at the bottom side of the clearing which was still probably one. Five halves miles down the clearing. We decided to try and get some more moving space by walking about 20 feet in the forest line. As I was walking slash jogging down, I saw a tree that was obviously not damaged by debris. It was snapped in such an odd way that I didn't even want to tell my friend at the moment to creep him out even more. The fibers of the tree were all still intact but the branch was completely bent over and in a weird place as well. We finally made it back to the car at around 5 am. I was sitting eating my breakfast looking out at the field when I noticed something odd it was big and dark walking on two legs my 5 year old noticed it and his eyes got huge and ran to his room. It started to run towards the woods, there was a barn in the way so I couldn't see it from my view anymore. It was definitely not human and I don't think a bear would travel that far on his hind legs. The field that it was in also had water buffalo but they were in the opposite side of the pasture. We heard an ape-like whooping sound. It was soft sound but it seemed like it was coming from very close. Approach. 40 feet up an embankment. There is flat rock stacked up just past a few trees on the left side of 1st ST as you head towards Sawtell Road the sound was coming from the rock formation that looked like there was a cave-like structure formed from fallen tress and large flat rocks. Went up there to scout for turkey, got out of the truck and almost instantly heard this whoop whoop sound. Joked around with my hunting companion that was the sound they say Bigfoot makes so I started to record with my phone. I returned the whoop and the whoop was repeated. We left the area to scout after a couple of minutes. The stellar jays seemed agitated but then again I am not from Oregon and don't know their normal behavior. The next morning I went in blind because I don't know the area and I kept seeing all of these rocks stacked on top of the stumps that were from trees cut during a timber harvest, just got an uneasy feeling about the area but hunted it anyway. Saw a pile of fur and bones from a deer or small elk, never did find the head but I didn't look around too long.
Me and a friend were doing a little night fishing at Seattle Bar, on Father's Day. Have had tree knocks and foul smell before this night during the many times we've gone out there during day night act But this was very different. We felt a very strange feeling while we were casting out. Hearing a large kerplunk in the water we thought the fish were jumping down from us so we moved down a little more. 20 minutes went by and across the river on the rock shore we heard a very loud scream that continued and began breaking trees and the footsteps we heard moving rocks wasn't like your normal four-legged animal they were distinctly apart like a very large man was lunging and screaming at us. We hightailed it away from the water back to the car, given the time of night and amount of people we had, too including myself with no weaponry of any sort we thought it would be a good idea right then to move fastly we got to the car and realized maybe because we were across a river whatever it was was trying to scare us off so we decided to go back this was approximately 10 to 15 minutes later. This time we didn't go to the water and we never heard another screech but we did both confirm that something very large was grunting in the water. Not a bear that's very sure not a dog or wolf either the noise was just as scary as the loud screeching that we had heard minutes before. I believe now that this was Bigfoot. I've lived in Oregon my whole life 22 years been hunting fishing camping for majority and have never heard something move this fast or make that screeching noise that I will never forget. Whatever it was wasn't happy we were there and was ready to use force to get us to leave. Myself, my wife and two German shepherds wanted to go hiking on Nikini Mountain. The main trail was very crowded due to the nice weather so we decided to hike up the logging road beyond the locked gate. We hiked to the top to the clear cut with great views. On the way down we both heard something following us in the trees. Every time we stopped to listen it stopped, then we would walk again and it would start again. At one time a fist-sized rock was gently tossed across my wife's path and actually hit her boot. It is only because of these things happening at the same time I am filling this as it was odd. Lastly our oldest dog at one moment stopped in her tracks which is unusual. Nothing threatening but unusual. Called my wife at 8, at the landing. Started up the road with her on the phone, driving very slowly. Lighting a cig rate plugging in my phone and getting seat belt on. Stop Ed for just a moment to finish with my dome light on. Finished situating my things, turned off the light and began to pull forward. At that point my vehicle was not far from the top off that spur making a left bend downhill. I had just turned on my high beams as I was about to crest the hill. Just a few seconds after I crested the hill, he or she was standing in the road, a big foot, about 30th feet right in front of my minivan. Please note, that I was on the phone with my wife, with my high beams on stopped. After being stored and sounded by what I was witnessing for the second time, not but just a few hundred yards difference in location. I flashed my lights and honked several times. The big foot seemed to have its visual accurate limited. Similar to like having the deer in the headlights look. It raised its right arm as to look to its right and took at least two, maybe three full steps towards my van. At that point, I put my vehicle into reverse and based up about 20 feet and stoked. 
Again it made another forward gesturing movement. At that point I exited my vehicle with my rifle, laser targeted, with his right shoulder, pulled my aim, laser, about three feet to my left, its right and opened a warning shot. Just as I shot, it leaned a bit to its left, turning around and with two steps was off the road and very quickly making its way up through the brush. Stood for a moment to listen in which direction it was headed. Got back in my van and continued very quickly down the mountain. At the junction of highway, I contacted Aether County Sharif in which I shared word for word, the same as I just did with you. My girlfriend and I decided to go the Illinois River area to camp. It was mostly my decision as I was curious about prospecting opportunities, and also opportunities to encounter a Bigfoot. I had heard from a local prospector who had a few sightings last month alone, and reports in the area are consistent. We explored the area thoroughly by day, hiking all around, doing knocks and rock clacks to no avail. We were back at camp in our tent just about to drift off to sleep when we suddenly heard very distinct, loud, bipedal footsteps in the forested area above our camp, thud, thud. The footsteps nearly shook the earth and I knew immediately what they were. I immediately turned on my camera, got out of the tent, and attempted to communicate and listen for more indications of its presence. We heard nothing more, but we were scared of it bothering us in the night. In a panic we took down our tent in minutes and got out of there as fast as possible, recording the whole event of us from immediately after the sound to 45 minutes after when we were almost back to the cave junction area. We have no doubts in our minds that this was a Bigfoot. It could have been nothing else. We believe it just wanted us to know it was there, and or wanted us to leave, or maybe it was just having fun. Either way, we were scared enough to get the hell out. Now we just want more. We went back tonight to try to find it, but no luck. We didn't go deep enough down those dirt roads, and didn't venture from the car. Although scared at the time we realize how lucky we were to have experienced that. At this point we are doing what we can each day to see one. Our first encounter of more to come, we hope. Oregon Bigfoot Lives. 
I'm more at ease here but I ended up bucking that big log and it fell right on my foot cause I kept looking back but I know I heard a Bigfoot tree knock. Two friends and myself have a favorite spot we like to go at night and chill, look at stars and just get away from everything. We always joked about there being Sasquatches in Oregon and around where we live. But now it's getting all too real. We went up there to hang out like we normally do and several times before have gotten out of the car and done Sasquatch calls just to see if we hear anything. Never really have before except coyotes. This area we go to is down a dirt slash gravel road to a dead end. Near two big game reserves and about 10 miles outside the Eagle Point City. Upon pulling up to our chill spot, we see a dead animal's body. Pretty sure it was an elk. The body had been skinned and gutted. Head and legs ripped off and torn aside. Couldn't find a bullet entry wound. We posted the picture on Facebook and our friends agreed it was weird because of how much meat was left and several legs still left on the animal. It had been picked apart otherwise. This kill was fresh. No bugs or flies had gotten to it yet. We shined the flashlight around trying to see any eyes or anything and got nothing. I also found it extremely weird no crickets or frogs were making noise because there is a small creek about 75 feet from where we are parked. We got the crazy idea to do some squatch calls. I did one, and about 7 to 10 seconds after you could hear a screaming slash howl in the distance. Would say maybe a mile or two away. Hard to say in between the mountain sides. I did about 5 more and got the same response to this. We could also hear two tree knocks. On the last one coyotes howled. That is when we realized that what we were hearing was not a coyote or owl. But something else. The deepness in the howl was weird. And so something I've never heard before. I hear coyotes and elk and owls all the time. This definitely was not any one of those animals. We have been up there several times and have heard weird things and never thought about it. Whoops screams now is starting to make sense and my friend is starting to believe and says we'll never return up there with us ever again i was lost on a dark night i think there was a town i stopped at when lost but i had to turn north but went the wrong way and headed southbound and there was a turn off in less than a mile but in reality the nearest next town was 16 miles I think could be wrong. Anyhow, I was lost and just found my way back north and a turn around and headed north like I was supposed to. Note, it was very dark and I was driving with mom and she was lighting a cigarette and all of a sudden my headlights spotted a bipedal creature running diagonally across the highway 5 south near Park Creek Pass, and I could not believe what I was seeing. By the way I would label myself as a skeptic prior to my sighting, but I actually saw this bipedal creature that I'm guesstimating to be maybe 7 feet 10 to 8 feet 4 running at a high rate of speed about as fast as a cougar. And it ran from south to north, diagonally, and I damn near clipped its torso or upper thigh and I kinda had no time to hit the brakes. Whatever it was I noted a few telltale features, no neck, or neck covered with hair, kinda stringy hair, chocolate brown coloration, 
Although it was so dark I could not get a good look at it. What it was slash is. I thought Bigfoot but to be honest I have no clue what it was. Tmuls, I know what I saw and it was as real as me standing in a RM telling someone about it all. My girlfriend and I were staying in an unmarked campsite. At about 7 am rocks began flying and our campsite was being circled by something banging a stick against trees. I got out of our tent and started to walk towards the sound armed with a .357 pistol. The closer I got, the farther it went away. I fired a round into the ground and it stopped altogether. It came back about 10 minutes later just as we finished packing up our stuff to leave. There were no other people in this area for miles. I was off-roading on some 4 times 4 trails in my jeep. And, went to use the restroom at the staging area. As I was leaving the staging area, two deer came running full speed out of the tree line to my right like they were being chased. They were in a panic. I do a lot of hunting and I only see deer run like that after a gunshot. When I looked to my right to see what was chasing them, I saw the upper half of a large primate-looking face staring right at me through some pine bows. I had all my off-road lights on and I could see it plain as day. It then swung its arm at some pine bows like it was very unhappy with me being there, then it took off further into the tree line and disappeared. I decided it was time to leave after that. My friend and I had used the pullout spot on Fur Mountain Road Loop to play some card games, and enjoy the scenery. I got out of the car to heed the call of nature, since it's a rather secluded spot, and I felt very uneasy. I looked across the road, up on the hill, and at a bit of a distance I saw a huge, very tall shadow moving very, very quickly until it went over the edge of a hill and I could no longer see it. I was terrified and jumped back into the car, and tried to analyze what I had seen. At about 3 am on May 5, 2012, last night, my wife, son, dog and myself were camping at Phillips Lake. The wife and kid were asleep in the tent. The dog and myself were out next to the fire as I could not sleep because of bad back. Right up above us was a trail about 30 yards. I heard three or four very, very loud whoops and a howl. Like nothing you have ever heard, come off that trail. Pulled out the spotlight, never did see anything. Wife and kid never did wake up through it, don't know how. Dog and myself were spooked. It sounded like it was across the lake deeper in the woods but then we heard it a few more times but then it was loud and closer. Way closer. We were at Aspen Point on the dock and it sounded like it was directly on the other side of the lake at first but then it sounded like it had made it over to the same side we were on. We noticed it for about 10 minutes probably about 7 times but only too loud and clear and we left cause we were freaked out.
fishing with a neighbor and saw a huge object? Crossing the river in the shallows where I cross. Effortlessly crossed the river and disappeared into the farmland. October 6, 2012 thing again was across the river and screamed what sounded like a no and threw a big rock, small boulder about two-thirds way over the river. My dog freaked out and would not let me leash him up to get back to the house. Object was close to 10 feet tall and big. This location is considered my backyard. I would like to keep it confidential, I have not seen too many tracks, but there are some good trails cut in the woods. For the three years I have lived here there is almost every time I go to the river rocks being thrown. And they are thrown from behind me and landing in the water in front of me. I do use a whoop whoop to control my dog and have heard whoops from both sides off the river. We only heard a loud vocalization at what seemed from the top of the trail. We were at the base of the trail at the Lemelo Falls viewing area. The vocalization was high-pitched like a warrior yell. We thought it might be a prank, and were on guard during the remainder of the hike, but never saw anyone in our hiking area for the full duration of the hike. My daughter and I went deer hunting from October 14th through October 19th, 2012. We put up our tent trailer by Little Lake Tahoe in one of two campsites. From Monday morning all the way through Saturday late morning we were taunted and harassed by at first one Bigfoot and then later on by about three Bigfoot. On Monday morning at 5 a.m. I heard a long loud howl with two gurgles in it and it lasted about 10 seconds. On Tuesday afternoon about 4.30 p.m. my daughter and I were walking and we went about a quarter mile from out campsite then we heard a long but very low growl we estimate that we were 30 to 50 feet from it. On Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. I heard another howl but this one was different and much closer than the previous one, the first howl was long and at a very high pith, this one was much more shallow. On Thursday about 4.30 or 5 a.m. I heard something walking about 30 feet in front of my tent trailer. It was walking in strides by the sound and it was like a stomping. This only lasted a few seconds. It should be noted that all these roads in the area are very thick gravel logging roads. On Friday, today, at 4.33 a.m. I was woke up from my sleep by my tent trailer being pushed off of two of its jacks. The trailer was moved about 6 inches to the front of its original location and the two jacks in the back were not even under the trailer. I yelled at the creature in a very loud voice several times and I did not get a response. I got my daughter up and she put her shoes on then I checked out the front of the trailer by opening the door window to see if I could see anything and I could not. I yelled some more and no response. So under the cover of two rifles and my pistol we got into the truck and headed to the town of Tillamook until about 9.15 a.m. Later on today, October 19, 2012, at 10.06 we we arrived at our campsite and took our tent down. We finished at 11.20 a.m. After we took most of the tent down and packed most of the stuff into the truck we heard a low whistle. Then a few seconds we heard another low whistle then a few seconds later we heard yet another. They were all from different locations and there were many of them. Low whistles so I hooked up the trailer to the truck in a very nervous manner and we drove off to the town of Tillamook and then headed home.
I have been hunting deer, bear and elk in this exact area for the last four years and I have never encountered anything like this before. I spend about 70 or so days a year camping and hiking all throughout Oregon and Washington. These Bigfoot clearly did not want us here. We were the only people camped on the lake. We had been to this lake several times in the past for day visits only. We wonder if a new clear cut forced them out of their home. About a mile or two away. I was camping with my brother and a friend. We went to bed. I was asleep for a little while when I woke up to a noise like a stick breaking. A couple of minutes went by and it was completely silent, then I heard something on the hill across from the tent, sticks breaking, dirt and rocks sliding. It sounded like something big fell or slid down the steep bank coming down to the road then nothing but silence again. I didn't think much of it at the time because there are many animals out there so I tried to go back to sleep. Probably about an hour passed, I was almost asleep when I heard a loud noise that woke the other two people up. It sounded like it was just a few yards behind the tent. It was so loud and nothing like I have ever heard. It's hard to describe the sound, it was like a howl that turned into a scream. When it first started it sounded like a siren. It was like a howl that started off low and got louder and higher pitched then turned into a scream so loud I don't know anyone or anything that could even come close to being half that loud. Immediately following the scream was about 6 to 10 short noises not as loud but still pretty loud that sounded almost exactly like a monkey ooh ooh ah ah. About 5 seconds later another howl slash scream just like the first one, just as loud but from another direction and farther away. Then silence again, a very eerie silence not normal for the area. I usually hear frogs and little animals running around etc. normal nighttime noises you would expect to hear in the woods, but it was complete silence the rest of the night. The area has been known to have many animal species, cougars, deer, coyote, raccoon, and even bears. We are at the base of the Blue Mountains so animal sightings and sounds are fairly common. I was in my house and heard the neighborhood dogs going crazy, then they were quiet and my dog was acting strange. I went outside to see why my dog was whimpering and whining. That's when I heard a strange sound coming from about 100 yards away in a wooded area by my house. I grabbed my phone and recorded the sounds. I have lived in this neighborhood my whole life and hearing animal noises at night is very common, but I have never heard a sound like this before. At first I thought it had to be a coyote, but it didn't sound like one after listening closely, and the dogs would never act in such a way to coyote noises. During the recording my dog was very frightened and was whining as the sound got closer. The sound was almost like a person cackling or howling. It's a strange sound to explain. After about two minutes the sounds got very close and my dog became so frightened he peed himself. After that I figured I should go inside and close the door. Another thing I noticed was the typical deer we see every night were not seen around for a couple of days after the incident. We had to move camp and move 20 miles further into the 20th road. 
We were the only ones in that far in the big timber. We found this spot in the dark and pulled in. We began setting the trailer up when my best friend heard a growl coming from the dark. He asked if I heard that. I said no. Well, then I heard it. We then finished setting up camp and went in. I went to bed. Damon was awake, then turned off all lights. Something rocked the trailer and touched the handle of the trailer. The next morning we found tracks and a clear trail where something was in camp. I also found a handprint on the back window of the trailer. We didn't take any pictures because we were scared. We didn't spend much time in camp after that and at night we didn't go outside. This happened over three days, November 11th, 12,13. I was never so happy to pack up and leave a camp. On September 29th of 2012 my brother and I invited a few friends to go camping on some private land with us that we usually camp on throughout the summer season. We have always camped at the same location every time and never had any strange things happen. On this trip we invited a friend that did a bunch of exploring of the land during the daytime areas way off the beaten path that we normally stay on. A couple hours after it got dark we were sitting around the campfire and heard noises off in the distance, probably 50 yards. We were hearing tree branches breaking that sounded like green fir branches the diameter of a tennis ball being broke on purpose. Three people from the camping group decided to go out and get closer to the noises to investigate. They went out towards the noises and sat in stealth very close to where the noises came from. After they sat in the dark silence for five to six minutes one person was struck in the side of the head with a dime-sized pebble. After the stone throwing the three people got very scared and returned to the camp. We continued to hear the breaking tree, branches snap as the evening went on everyone decided to stay in camp close to the fire. Eventually everyone went to sleep in their tents. I heard the sounds of large, grapefruit-sized, stones being thrown in the forest through the night while I was laying in my tent. As I was driving by the slough I saw a large-sized creature step into view and as I drove by the creature, I watched as it stepped into the road and in four steps it cleared the road. I turned around and went back and used my mag light and looked behind the building and saw nothing but when I looked into the slough I only caught a brief look of the broad shoulders that moved into the brush and out of my sight. I was driving west on Highway 34 toward Waldport at approx 9pm in mid-August of 2012. Just before the sighting, I noticed some movement in the trees off on the left side of the road. Since there were some recent slides in the area after some heavy rain, I slowed down and was intently watching the movement thinking I would have to avoid a tree limb or fallen tree in a matter of minutes. Suddenly, a large creature jumped down onto the road on the left side, just under where the trees had been moving. At first, my mind thought it might be a bear, but having had many bears in my yard through the years, I knew it was not a bear. It was not a person, because it was far too big to be a human and the legs were shorter and bulkier than human legs. Also, I noted that when it jumped down onto the road, it did so pretty much effortlessly and without lunging forward at all. 
When it landed with a solid jump, it turned toward me. The head was close to the body, as if it had little or no neck. When it turned toward me, the movement was quick and the arms came out the each side of the body. I was able to note that the arms were hanging below where the knees were bent. I could see that the creature was covered in a long, what appeared to be a dark colored fur. I could see this fur on the head, arms, legs, back and chest. I was not close enough to get an accurate look at the face. The creature took three large steps and was across the double lane road. By this time, I was just feet from the location where it first jumped onto the road. There was a driveway almost directly across the road, on the riverside, and I had slowed down enough to look down the driveway. The creature was gone just as quickly as it had appeared. In my opinion, it was a Bigfoot. I do know that it was not a bear and it was not a human. I was shaken by this experience and when I drive by this location months later, I still get a creepy feeling about what I saw that night. I did not hear sounds of any kind, but I did smell a rather pungent, sort of garbage slash sewer slash porcupine smell when I rolled my window down on the passenger side to see if I could view it down the driveway. I don't know for sure what I heard, but it was strange and sounded like a deep loud roar slash yell slash scream. The sound didn't deviate in pitch or volume, but would wail away for a couple second intervals about a few seconds apart. I only would like to know if someone else heard it at exactly the time I heard it. I was up early on Saturday, August 3rd, 2012, getting ready to go home to California. Just as the sun was coming up when I heard a strange sound to the southeast, approximately away, as I was walking outside. It was loud, echoing and was making the dogs in that direction go crazy from 6.45 to 7 a.m. No one else seemed to be up or outside when I was up and I tried to go as close to the sound as possible, but I wasn't feeling well and tried to stay near the house I was staying for the week. I was staying near the Deschutes River. I regret not getting closer to the source. There were other sources of noise all the time I was there that didn't seem to bother the dogs in the neighborhood. I thought it strange that this noise did. Me and my buddy was out camping in the woods and we woke up early to do a little fishing. When we got out of the tent in the morning we heard a hootin' and a hollerin' out in the woods. We thought it was some kids making a ruckus so we did not take too much notice of it. We start yelling back into the woods, just to have a little fun with what we thought was kids. Then all of a sudden a rock come flying out of the forest, nearly bonked me in the head. We were both getting mad at this point so I yell into the woods telling the kids to go away. Then we both saw what I know was a real Bigfoot standing next a tree, just looking at us. After we made eye contact he ran off. We were both spooked by this so bad neither of us have ever gone back to that campground. We had about 4 inches of snow with about 1 quarter inch of ice last Tuesday evening January 11, 2011. It had been raining for the last 2 to 3 days and I wanted to get out for a walk. It was a light mist by the time I went. I have seen black bears last summer as well as lots of cougar scat and tracks.
I have also seen four links on five different occasions. I always take a handgun and my camera. It is about two to three miles back to the creek and with all the rain most of the snow was gone. I saw some cougar scat and lots of deer tracks in the mud along the road that the landowner cut back through there. As I got close to the creek going downhill I always walked quietly there, the creek was very loud. I was taking pictures and noticed several elk tracks which I did not know to be in the area and then I came across an area along the road along the creek that was still covered with snow and saw these unusual prints. When I look at tracks I try to determine if they are bear, cougar, etc. and if I should be alarmed or cautious and how fresh they might be. I was absolutely stunned when I observed these two relatively crisp tracks. Mind you it has been raining for the past few days and there was no snow on the ground here before the snow and ice on Tuesday night January 11th. I looked and studied the prints for some time and took several photos including placing my left boot next to the right foot print. I wear a size 8 boot but the sole of my boot is right at 12 inches in length and about 5 to 5 half inches wide. It looked like about a 3 half to 4 feet stride and the heel was sunk into the snow deeper than the toes. After taking pictures I proceeded downstream on my walk to see if I could see any more. These footprints were probably 2 to 3 days old as we had about 1 quarter inch of ice on top of the snow and it started raining on Thursday. These prints were in an area where there was a lot of elk tracks and deer tracks. Mike overheard the tale in North Bonneville, before the town was moved for the dam, and it told of two fishermen landing a sturgeon in the Columbia River nearby. A Bigfoot came close, not doing anything, but just stared at them. Nervous, the fishermen left the area, and the sturgeon, half hour later when they came back, needless to say, there was no Bigfoot and no sturgeon. Roy, Caddy, listening intently said he had found something similar. Near Sicken Butte over in Lake County of a rocky outcrop when he he was following a deer trail up the side of a rocky outcrop. When he by chance came across a branch from the path, concealed behind six to seven feet high brush. It was a good trail and led another 25 yards up to a rock ledge. The ledge, about eight feet wide, narrower in spots led to a cave, then on out to a rocky point. The entrance to the cave was 5 feet high, 8 to 10 feet wide, and looked like it opened up considerably inside, as far as he could tell from the outside where the light penetrated into the blackness. Roy didn't have any light, but as he said the cave stunk of Bigfoot throughout, it's doubtful he would have gone in any way. Outside the cave the rock dropped off on either side, and Roy said there was a pile of bleached bones, Again, some with meat still on them, on the south slope, while to the north were great piles of poop over the edge. At Crabtree Creek, Francis and his friend had killed two bull elk and had to carry them one at a time for a mile, no date given. They came back for the second one two to three hours later, and noted that all the hair had been pulled off from one leg, from the outside hind leg, a pile of the hair nearby. Jim Hukin reported to Francis that he had seen this before in the coast range, 
but it was a puzzle as to why. In the same area a year ago he had found a deer that had been shot, and the guts had been pulled out and were hanging high in a tree, over a limb. 